Welcome to the Geek Bits Podcast with your hosts, Mike, David, and Craig. Welcome to the Geek Bits Podcast, episode number five. Uh, in this episode, we're going to talk about uh, when the science is wrong in TV shows and movies. We're going to pick a lot on science fiction shows, but it's obviously uh, uh, not exclusive to science fiction shows. Lots of TV shows and movies can get stuff wrong. <clears throat> but I want to start off with talking about why is it even important? Because uh, I can't tell you how many times I've started talking to somebody uh, after going to see a movie with somebody and, and, and I'll start talking about some of the, the, the science they got wrong, and the person will get really irritated with me. My wife is an excellent example. She gets really, really annoyed. She's like, why can't you just forget about that and, and just enjoy the movie? And so um, I wanted to maybe try to illustrate what the problem is a, a little bit a little bit for the average person. So um, give me an example of like a movie that everybody knows of that's not fantasy and not sci-fi, like where the science is supposed to be right, you know. Man, uh, normally I would go with Pulp Fiction, but I think today I'm going to go with Die Hard. Die Hard, okay. I'm sure everybody knows Die Hard, right? So, okay, all right. So uh, what about that scene at the very end where Hans Gruber is like um, hanging out of the window and he's, he's about to fall, John McClane... Uh, is 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 uh, I think there's like a watch or something. He's trying to get off of, of uh, of a lady, and he falls. Now, what if what if you're watching that instead of him falling to his death? What if he um, what if he just falls a little bit and then starts flying around like Superman and flies back in the window and starts fighting <laughs> John McCain again? And then worse, worse than that, like none of the other characters in the movie even notice there's anything unusual about that. Like they just accept that as like, oh, that's normal. He's just in you the know? Matrix. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he woke up and 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 so you know, if you saw that, it would kind of ruin the movie for a lot of people, I think, because you know, hey, that doesn't make any sense. Well, that's that's not I, possible. I always kind of equate it like this with with those types of things because to me, there's there's really there's you know, there's like your typical drama action type movies, right? Then there's science fiction and there's fantasy, and a lot of times, fantasy and science fiction, those lines are blurred. Right, right. But well, when Star I'm Trek more, has a lot of fantasy. It does. In it you know, it does. There's I, some mind body dualism. Theoretically, mind body dualism <laughs> is, is you know fantasy. Yeah, but. I will totally, I will totally give you that. But but when I look at a movie and it's supposed to be science, not fantasy, then I, I expect it to right. hold up a little bit better. And right. and again, like you talked about, Die Hard. Die Hard's not a fantasy movie, so therefore there shouldn't be any well, even Superman flying movies. <laughs> I get annoyed if they're not consistent. Like there should be a science of the fantasy movie, like Harry Potter. It's like well, wands right. do certain things, like right. like right. the. Somebody mentioned recently the Quidditch game makes no sense, but that's that's another. So story, but, so what we're saying is there there has to be some rules that there get has forward. to be rules in order for to really enjoy it because like to your point it's like if there are no rules in the movie even if they're science fictiony rules that we haven't discovered yeah. yet or they just blatantly ignore a law of physics yeah then it you know just feels unreal. So an example of that. Um, Star Trek, for example, has established this rule within the uh, franchise that 
it's it's considered canon that you cannot beam through shields, and yet they've done it in a number of episodes. <laughs> they've and, also beamed in a lot of episodes. <laughs> you know, they also beamed like at warp or like across distances that would normally take hundreds of years. Like yep. the newer movies, like yep. we're just like, oh yeah, we're gonna beam you to the other side of the galaxy or something yeah. like that. And so all the Trekkies freaked out. <laughs> But but yeah, you're right. So within the framework of that show, they should have their own rules that they they should follow. But the writers don't always follow them. They don't always remember. And a lot of the times, the audience just doesn't do notice. You, do you know? This is something I've actually wondered about for a long time. Do you do you think that's because there's different writers writing different episodes and they yeah. just don't? Yeah, that's so. what I think it is think most so. of the time. Absolutely. <clears throat> so um, <clears throat> yeah. So what we want to do is we first want to pick on just some shows and movies and stuff as you know, being terrible examples of, of, <laughs> of things that are wrong. And then I think we should kind of follow this back up and talk about some TV shows and, and, and movies that get it right. Yeah. And I and, love it. And that way we can kind of have a, a contrast. Now, I don't want to pick on Star Trek specifically because, you know, obviously there's hundreds and hundreds of episodes and lots and lots of different writers. And I love Star Trek. And overall, I think for the most part, Star Trek gets it right. But obviously there's some episodes... <laughs> Where they don't. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so let's I actually do kind of want to pick on Star Trek, but it's it's just out of love. It's just like, yeah. it's out of yeah. love. Well, I want to pick on Doctor Who a little bit too. So. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll I'll go first, I guess, because I, I have like, it's like, I don't know. I Again, like you said, I love Star Trek and I've watched like almost every episode of every season of all the different series except for D- Deep, Deep Space, Space Nine, Nine for some bizarre reason. <laughs> you have to watch Deep Space Nine for the love I of I have. God. I've got, I get about two-thirds of the way There's through There's two rules it. to Deep Space Nine. One, ignore any episode that's all about the Ferengi. Oh, and yeah. And two, <laughs> ignore agree. any episode that has Lawaxana Troy. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I actually ignore all of those and uh, all of it, basically yeah. any episode that Magil Barrett stars in. <laughs> I don't like. <laughs> okay. But so there's this episode of The Next Generation that I like to pick on all the time because it drives me nuts because every time I watch it, I just want to pull my freaking eyeballs out of their sockets and flush them down the toilet. Um, and that is, it's called The Next Phase, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. where the one where Jordy and Roe um, they think they died in an explosion on a ship, but what actually happened is that they got phased, so they're in a different phase from everybody else. Whatever that means. Like and they're... so, yeah, I want to find out if the writers, like, and the people that made this episode, are still around and call them and ask them what the hell they were thinking. So, um, let's start with the fact that they they're phased out and they can't they can't be seen, right? But oh, sorry. Um, nobody can see them, right? But they can see everybody else now. Right now, maybe there's some physics of that. We could we maybe could argue the light cross the light boundaries cross some dimensional thing that we don't know about. So I'll, I'll, I'm going to let that one go. Photons okay? are weird. We could photons say, are weird. Just like know. maybe it's ultraviolet light. You know, like it shifted in that direction or something. Okay, fine, but it still doesn't make any sense. The other thing, the the thing though that that drives me like the farthest up the wall with that episode though is that they immediately like at the very beginning of the of the episode they make it very clear that they can walk through walls they can walk through consoles that other people can walk right through them 
They now, knock that one Romulan out the window. <laughs> they like, kick he this just one, goes yeah. right through. He goes right through the wall and right out the ship. Now, apparently the walls of the ship and the floorboards of the ship are in a different phase. Right. They don't fall through the floors, and they should. And and really, what I think should happen, and it, like it's the second that they got phased wrong, the ship should have just kept flying, and they should have just been floating in space because Absolutely. the ship would have just left them behind because yeah. they – you can't touch anything, and that includes the floorboards, the decks of the ship. So that that episode, and I, I could probably sit here and think of a few more things about it that drove drove me nuts. Yeah, I'll, I'll throw a few out there. So at the end of the movie, Jordy is eating because he's very hungry, and you know one of the things that occurred to me immediately when I was watching that scene, <laughs> I know exactly where you're going. Yeah, he couldn't touch the food <laughs> to eat it. But he was able to breathe the air. Yes, yeah, right. in, in in the ship, and even you know, if he could breathe the air, he should have at least been able to walk up to somebody, a blow on them, or something, you know, or they yeah. been able to yeah. hear his voice or something like that. So the fact that they could breathe opens up a whole can of worms that they should have been able to find some way to communicate with. Yeah, they they didn't them. fall through the floor. They could see things. They they could breathe. Is there anything else? Any oh other way gosh. we can cut this to shit? Oh, I, I, I can, I can imagine here. Uh. <laughs> they go up. Don't they go up the turbo? Oh yes, yes, the turbo oh, lift. They do. They, so, the, so how do, they why, the does, why doesn't floor. the turbo lift just go up and leave them standing where, where right. they were? <laughs> yeah. So now, admittedly, I did like that episode, even though I was annoyed by you know some of the obviously, the bad science, the bad science, yeah. because you know they had some interesting metaphysical things going on in that episode, uh, psychological things going on in that episode, you know, because Ro thought she was dead, and there was some interesting story to be had there. And you know, the thing that irritates me though about these kind of mistakes, and not always, but in like 90% of the cases where I watch a, a movie or TV show like this that has bad science, they could have fixed the science without changing the story. Well, you know, you know I, I agree. And and I think a lot of times they could just tell the story. Like if they had just if they had just explained that, oh, well, this is a Romulan phase thing that they built and there's, you know, nanites or something that hold them to the floor or whatever. They had made an excuse. They didn't even bother right, to make an excuse. Right. They, they kind of did that. I don't know if you remember the episode where they go into like some kind of time bubbles and the, the Enterprise. And again, it's the Romulans, I think. They're always the Romulans. What's up with them? But they... Um, the two ships look like they're fighting each other, but they're yeah, frozen in time. Right, I remember that. Well, one. they have to get a special like device. That's right. That's that puts right. Kind I of forgot a bubble about that. Around yes, them. that puts them right. in that. Yes, right. so that they can interact, but like still breathe air and still walk through the ship and everything. So they're they're the time is flowing correctly for them, but they can still interact with everything around them, and it still screws them up, like their metabolism or something. Mm -hmm. Like Picard has a little. Yeah. Freak out session, which I thought, I mean, Patrick Stewart, just the best actor ever. He's just like, <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. And I bet you whoever originally wrote that script, I'm, I'm, I'm just guessing here, probably didn't have that in there. And somebody probably looked at it and said, hmm, this isn't right. We need to figure out a way to make this work with the script and the science. And they probably came up with the, no. the little uh, bracelet things or whatever they were wearing. I did uh, have one nitpick thing. Uh, on that episode, we could go back to the ep other episode, but just while I'm thinking about it, there's a part where I think it's Picard goes to touch the, the fruit. The fruit that's and they're like a bubble yeah. goes through. Yeah. yeah, and he puts his hand through, and yeah. his nails grow really fast, and he, right. he's like hurting. I was like, no, dude, you're going like 
hours without circulation like, right, or right. days. Who yeah. knows? Like yeah. your hand should be withered away, withered to away and, yeah. and turned black and, yeah. and fall, falling off. In fact, that's something that irritates me about any mm-hmm. number of shows. And I've, I can, I, this has happened in Doctor Who. It's happened in Star Trek. It's happened in uh, all kinds of shows uh, where somebody gets put in time, like an age, like they, uh, you know, they go into some some kind of thing. There's, there's the episode out. where the doctor gets put in a cage and aged like thousands and thousands of years or something, and 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 he's like this little like a hermit yeah. <laughs> looking thing. And it's like, well, he didn't eat that whole time. He didn't like like there's. Well, that's that's a little bit different. <laughs> uh, what what show was that? Um, it was I forget the master put the doctor in a cage, yeah. and I forget the. Uh, whole that's a little bit different type of aging, though. I kind of got the impression the master was just messing with his DNA or something like that. I don't know that he necessarily had an experience. Oh, I, I thought he yeah. was. They sped up time on that one. Okay, maybe I have that one wrong. I'll I'll, I'll pass. Yeah, that. he should have. You know, that. it could be. But point is, number of shows have done this where someone has gone into a room or been put through some kind of beam or something where and then they come out and they're much older. And I'm like, well, they would have had to experience the passage of time. They would have had to eat. They would have to breathe mm-hmm. and, and, and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, clearly that, that didn't happen. Yeah. The, 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 the scene with Picard's hands, a perfect example, that flesh should have been dead. Right. Necrotic. <laughs> <laughs> it should have been, he should have come back with bones sticking out of his, his, uh, I did love that Picard, you know. Um, in the engine room, there's all this smoke that's frozen yeah. in time, and he makes a smiley <laughs> face. I was like, I would have totally done that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, let's let's pick on a few more episodes. So, I want to talk about um, an episode of uh, actually it was a movie, Star Trek Generations, and in this particular movie, um, the bad guy sends a torpedo of some kind uh, to the to the star. I would say sun. But technically speaking, sun only applies to our, our star. star. <laughs> and I know a lot of science fiction movies That's get that why our, our star system is called the solar system. <laughs> yes, yes, because our star is called Sol. But isn't yes. that kind of culturally yeah. relative? Like, if you're an alien living on your own planet, to you, maybe that star is your sun. Well, right. yeah, but like they may call their son Ball, let's say, instead right. of Saul, and so that would be the Baller system. <laughs> right. ball, everybody wants to go to the, the baller, baller system. system. <laughs> but yeah, quite often in Star Trek or other science fiction shows, you'll hear them use the term solar system when talking about some other star system yeah. besides ours. But that's actually inaccurate because ours is the only solar system. Yeah. But we're getting off of your but, your, but, your. but anyway, okay, problem. so there's this, uh, I think it's called the Ar- Amagosa star or something like that. And he, and he fires this torpedo right. and it causes it to go supernova. Now, that in and of itself is, you know, who knows like what this particular torpedo has. It's obviously some kind of fictional technology. I'm not going to argue with that because that's the fantasy part of the show. But what we do know is the sun goes, or yeah, I'm doing it, the star goes <laughs> supernova. And when it does, the planet immediately becomes dark. And yet we know that it takes minutes for the the photons to you know travel. Assuming from, it's a, a a class M planet is that yeah. similar distance to Earth. Well, they were breathing and walking around on it, same gravity. Yeah, so it, it's so. got to be in the habitable zone of that star. So it's got to be a similar distance from <clears throat> that Earth is. So yeah, it should take several minutes for them to notice the sun went out. It shouldn't happen immediately. But even if you could chalk that up to like, um, oh, well, that's just the way that it was edited. So, so I, we're, that, miss, we're missing a point here, though, that I want to make for the people listening to make sure they completely understand. It takes about eight and a half minutes for a, a photon to get from our sun 
to the the surface of the planet Earth. And so right. if something happened on the sun, we wouldn't see it for eight and a half minutes. Right. right? We would continue to see the sun in the sky. Just ex exactly. I think the in the name of science, they should have just kept taping uh, Picard and the bad guy just sitting there. All right, it's the eight minutes done yeah. before he goes back. Did it work? Like, <laughs> but then it gets worse than that um, because the Enterprise has to warp in order to get out of the way of the debris field coming from the supernova. Now, the the light, of course, travels at the speed of light, which takes eight and a half minutes. But the debris field is going to be traveling way, way fraction slower. Right. Any fraction of that. Right. So it could take days or weeks for that <laughs> debris field to hit the Enterprise. They could have just um, leisurely yeah. coasted away. <laughs> you know, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so, they, um, so that was something that the writers clearly got wrong. Now, I understand it was more dramatic the way that they of wrote course, it. Of course, yeah. And the average viewer probably didn't notice anything wrong with that. But I did, and it was annoying. I did not pick up on that. I remember watching it. I did not pick up on either of those two <laughs> things. But it, it was a long while back. Yeah. yeah, so let's see what else is on, uh, on my list here so oh yeah so i just i'm just gonna uh, touch on a, a couple of uh uh not specific episodes but just a couple of recurring themes i see in various shows that irritate me to no end first of all sound in space we know that yeah. when ships blow up yeah we shouldn't hear anything because sound doesn't travel Silent. in a vacuum actually i actually feel whenever i see a science fiction show where a ship blows up in space and it's silent like to me it's like it's even more horrifying. Like, yeah, you're in a more yeah. alien there environment. There is like. a there is a movie that did that. Gravity was it Gravity? Yeah. Gravity. Okay, yeah, all was, this debris is flying around. You and don't it's hear completely anything. silent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it, and it was it was kind of horrific, uh, but that's the way it would have really been. So we'll we'll talk about that one that one later. <laughs> uh, uh, so um, yeah, so sound in space is one thing. Artificial gravity. So um, artificial gravity is something that annoys me, and I know why they do it, because obviously it makes it easier to produce of the course. shows, that the budget is much less if you don't have to uh, If everybody on the Enterprise around. had to be floating around, the cost of the show would go. Or they all had to have boots where they're like... Or if they had to redesign the ship so that it was circular, so that it could spin for that sort of gravity, then it would, you know, the ship wouldn't look as cool. You know, there's all these things that they take into account when they're trying to come up with these shows. And unfortunately, gravity is just one of those things that's just too inconvenient yeah. <laughs> for them to deal with. But um, I do think it's funny, and, 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 and so I, I'll, I'll like, okay, okay, so in Star Trek they have gravity plating, which is what they've come up with to, um, you know, explain how gravity on their ships work. And, and that's fine. I can accept that. It's a fictional piece of technology. And in it one of the Star plain. Trek movies, they, they blow out yes. the gravity plating. Yeah, Star Trek they are six. floating yeah. around, yeah. Yes, yeah, Star Trek the, 6. Hang uh, uh, on one. Yeah. Yep, they lost power, and everybody starts floating. Undiscovered country, right? Yep, that's yeah. the one. And I actually liked that. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool that they showed that because how many times have we seen, and, and I could probably pick four or five episodes off the top of my head of both Voyager and, and The Next Generation where they have a complete and total power failure. Yep. And they'll, like, all the lights are off, <laughs> all the computers are off, the engines are off, everything, and they'll literally say... All systems are down. There's no power to anything. But they and still have gravity. Where, where you <laughs> gravity, sir? Where is that know, gravity coming from? I even, think this is unrealistic. They'll <laughs> even tell you life support's down. Yeah. But they still have gravity. But they still <laughs> have gravity. Yeah. Those are special extra backups, like triple redundant. Yeah, yeah I guess. So, yeah, that, that kind of thing annoys me. You don't me. need to breathe, but we're going to hold you on the floor. <laughs> And on a similar note to that, and I, again, this is one of those things that's just too inconvenient, 
is the language barrier because clearly aliens shouldn't be speaking English on their home planet uh, unless we invaded them and forced them to speak English or something <laughs> right. like that. But Could uh, happen. You know, so they come up with this thing, you know, the artificial or the universal translator, right? Um, and it's it's annoying because the way it's um, portrayed is. It doesn't make a lick of sense. No, no, it doesn't. And and there was even this one. I think the babblefish was the better way. To yeah, go. the yeah. babblefish <laughs> just to get in your ear. Yeah, yeah. Or in Farscape, they did the the little microbes in your brain. Well, or that's whatever. what Doctor Who does. The TARDIS puts uh, yeah. Well, that's uh, like a telepathic in thing yeah. in Doctor Who. So they've got their explanations and uh, and and whatnot. But uh, yeah, the Universal Translator in Star Trek is irritating because apparently it happens through their com badge. And so you, in theory, that means the way it would really work, like somebody would talk and you would still hear them speaking in their native right. tongue and then you would hear their language coming out of the com badge. Now, they don't portray this to the audience, but there was one episode. Also, little nitpick, when the Frangi or the Klingon or whoever is talking, their mouth is moving oh, to English. Right, English. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. So they should look kind of like, I don't know, an old dubbed movie, mm-hmm. like a Kung Fu they movie should. or something yeah, like that. Absolutely. Yeah, they should. That's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. So, um, but there was this one episode of Enterprise that drug, d- uh, drove me uh, crazy because he was on, uh, Captain Archer was down on this planet that's uh, a pre-industrial planet, and he's uh, interacting with this woman, and um, and then his translator quits working, and suddenly he can't understand anything she's saying, and she can't understand anything he's saying. So he kisses her uh, to try to distract her from what's really going on, and while he's kissing her, he's got his his little uh, uh, tricorder thing or whatever. He's poking buttons on her or trying to reboot it or whatever. And then once it's fixed, he starts talking to her again. And the thing about it is, like, you know what? That's ridiculous because if it was really the thing doing the translating, she's going to notice that he's not speaking her right. language. Like, the moment that, like, that she starts yeah. talking to him. And because she's from a pre-industrial society, she wouldn't think, like... A Ferengi wouldn't think anything of it. They're used to it if they're in Federation space, having to deal with translators. But she wouldn't have been. She would have noticed something the moment he spoke yeah, to her. Would, she wouldn't have any clue. In fact, it would be sort of like magic or something. Yeah. Or, yeah. Like, where is this extra voice coming from that I hear in my language and, you know, or whatever? Um, there's only been a few uh, movies that, that have kind of gotten that right. And uh, I think the original Stargate got that right pretty well. Now, ironically, not the SG-1 the TV series, and I think I think they must have realized, hey, this is too tedious for the viewer to have to deal with this in each and every episode with the language barrier. So they just got rid of that. Everybody speaks English in SG-1. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, yeah, on a similar note... Uh, I was just going to say, you know, on um, I, one of the things I think about sci-fi shows that... that when it comes to language that kind of bothers me is, and, 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 and I think the same thing with evolution, like everybody looks like a human with a different head, you know, like in yeah. Star Trek, same thing with language and with, with speaking and, and, and all of that. Like some, like it might be an insect race and the way they talk is clicking their little things together yeah. on the end of their, end of their, you know, their little, what do they call them? Little mandibles. Mandibles. Thank <laughs> yeah. you. Clicking their mandibles together. That might be how they speak. So, but you never see any of that or in, in Star yeah. Trek, you know, or, or very or, rarely. Or, yeah. Yeah. But what you do see is uh, a, a, a crazy alien race that speaks by metaphor. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, and and which is absolutely stupid. It is. This it is, is more like less about physics or anything like that, but more sociological. You mentioned uh, was it Captain Archer kissing somebody? Yeah. 
All these aliens kiss people. Okay, we know kissing is not a universal norm, even for humans. Even, even well, and even like on our planet, with our, like right, like other animals don't really do that. I mean, yeah. you know, right. But even humans don't do that universally. And even the ones that do, some of them just kiss like their children, but they don't kiss their spouse or their significant other or anything like that. So it's like. Why are all, the, all these aliens kissing? <laughs> well, the Kirk, then, Kirk had to have somebody to make out with. <laughs> and, well, it brings me to Riker, who's basically he's, the, the he's, sexual he's equivalent the of TNG Kirk. Kirk. I yeah. mean, I mean, he is. <laughs> he's out banging every um, alien out there. And it's like, well, who, including one that was androgynous. Like, it was way yeah. ahead of the time. It was like kind of like speaking to trans people and mm-hmm. stuff like yeah. that and kind of addressing that issue. And but you know, Star still, Trek yeah. was far ahead of its time, it and a very, lot, a lot of those types of very progressive yeah. um, from the original series on. But um, people's naughty bits were going to be different from one alien. Oh yeah, to another. same thing. So we we're talking like, about the language and all that. Yeah, it's like the naughty bits probably don't look or f- function anything like ours. Right? Maybe <laughs> caressing someone is considered like a handshake or something well, like the that. The Ferengi you know? have their lobes that they like. Yeah, that, that is yes. different. Yeah, but but <laughs> that reminds me of uh, of uh, I don't know why, but it, this is a funny story. Men in Black. Mm-hmm. There's the 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 uh, I don't remember which. I think it's the second movie. The Balchinian. The Balchinian. <laughs> You remember this? No. So, <laughs> for those who don't know, and for Craig, there's a um, there's a race in the Men in Black where the, the, literally there's a, a ball sack hanging from the oh, race's good. chin. Lovely. <laughs> and so they're Griffin, race. like like uh, Will Smith's character. Do you remember his name? In the Agent Agent, Agent J. J. Yeah. yeah. Um, he kicks this guy in the crotch, and the guy's like, nothing happens. And then uh, one of the other guys, Agent K or somebody, says he's a Balchinian. <laughs> Kicks him in the chin, and all of a sudden he's like, "Is it dead? You know, deathly yeah. boy." He had like horrifying covering it. Yeah, yeah like, like a like see. a like a like a neck like a so, scarf. Yeah, or something around. he pulls right. it down, and you can see the the sack there. And then he and he hits it, and the guy's like, "Ah!" I do not remember that part at all. <laughs> the Balchinian. Yeah. So yes, the naughty bits would might be completely different. Um, on they did race. do that in one of the Star Trek movies. It might have been Undiscovered Country again. Where they're they're in the prison thing, like the frozen prison wasteland, and Kirk like kicks the guy in the shins, and that's where oh, that's his right. sex organ. That is oh, exactly yeah. right. I forgot all so about So good Craig. on them for um, <laughs> you know having having some like biological yeah. diversity in there. It's like would make all the sense in the world. Yeah, I think Kirk walked away saying something like, oh, "Thank God he had shins" or something like that. And the other alien said, "That was not his shin." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> this is just in passing. This is just a small nitpicky thing, but I see a lot of movies do um, do this wrong, and it relates to time travel, which we talked about the time bubbles from Star Trek, but actual time travel, and this is not, I guess you could consider it partially a sci-fi movie. Like, let's see. It involves time travel, uh, incest, and <laughs> your your mom's potential rapist being your butler, basically. So, w- do you know what movie I'm talking about? Probably not. Oh, come on. Um, I mean, I'm probably gonna put two and two together here in a second. Um, 1950s. Um, Back to the Future. I was gonna say, are you talking about? I was just about to say, are you talking about Back to the Future? Because, but I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not fully getting that. Out of okay, so yes. I got to explain it. So. 
um, you know, it's a time travel movie, but Biff Biff tries to rape Marty's mom. Yeah. So we could do a whole yeah. episode on Back to the Future, just FYI. But um, and then he becomes a butler in the end, which is like as a kid, it, like I never really thought of this stuff as weird. But like later in life, it's like that's horrifying. Like <laughs> this guy tried to rape his mom, and then he's working in their garage and washing the car and stuff like that. Uh, so there's there's like a you know an almost rape scene and then in almost incest with the mom, um, but we'll just ignore all of those weirdness and just talk about the science part that they got wrong, uh, which is the time travel part, right? So you have this vehicle that for some reason has to go to what eighty nine miles an hour, eighty eight miles an hour, and then it'll go through time. So it, it drives up, you know, and the flames come out and it goes through time. Okay, and then it ends up in exactly the same spot 50 years in the past or 30 years in the past Ooh. that it was before. But meanwhile, the Earth should have yes. been rotating around the sun, and the Earth should have been turning. And, like, and, the, and the sun is moving through the galaxy. And the it's sun is moving through the galaxy. Yeah. So, so he should have been in space. So I, I actually said this. My wife, we were talking the other night. Funny that you bring this up. We're talk, just randomly talking over a glass of wine the other night. And... Um, and she said, I wonder, I forget exactly. Oh, was it with the lake? She said, she said, I wonder what would be here, you know, like on this spot a thousand years ago, if we just went back in time, if we could click our hands and, you know, or snap our fingers and be back in time. And I said, I said, what would be right here is the vastness of space. Right. <laughs> so I've considered this before, and I'm not sure I can really hold this against them because first of all, we don't really, I mean, time travel itself is a, is a fictional thing. Right. It's, it's probably not possible. And if it is, we don't know how it would work. Uh, that being said, uh, Einstein believes that um, large objects like the Earth uh, warp space-time, so it's possible that it somehow uh, uh, is like an anchor point to... Maybe the flux capacitor know, had a way to you know, hook on to where the Earth you was know, yeah, I don't know. time. And, like I, I, said, I, always, I won't hold that against them, but I have considered that before. Yeah, I always consider that any time machine, like the TARDIS, for example, if we want to pick on a, like a more sophisticated time machine, isn't just a time machine, it's, it's a time and space yeah. machine. Which right? the TARDIS literally is. Yeah. Of course, the 88 miles per hour part makes no sense because you're like, well, 88 miles per hour relative to what? I mean, and and ground. you have plutonium in your back seat, so you have plenty of energy. <laughs> like that extra boost in speed, that's that's not getting you through the light barrier or anything. They like needed that. something good for the script, right? <laughs> that's well, all. That the was. original script it was supposed to be a refrigerator, if you don't recall. Oh, I, I <laughs> forgot about it. That sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah, and they actually changed it because they said they were afraid a lot of kids would lock themselves in refrigerators yes. and get oh, stuck. Oh wow! So they decided to change it to a car. And also then, did not originally star um, Michael J. Fox. Um, I forget who the other actor was, but they did many scenes. You can watch them on the internet. Totally different actor. And he's well, they a like good tried actor. to pilot it and see how it was going to work. Well, they planned on using him for the whole movie, and all the jokes fell flat. Whereas Michael J. J. Fox was just better in that comedic role oh, and just his kind of like nervous energy that. and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Now I know what I'm going to do when I get home tonight. I'm going to go try to. You look should that watch up. that. It's like. <laughs> so I'd like to switch gears now and talk about some of the movies that get the science at least mostly right. And I have a number of movies I want to talk about, but I want to start off talking about uh, war games. And there's a certain irony to war games because when I first saw the movie as a kid, I was like 11, 12, something like that when I first saw it. I was actually really annoyed because they got a number of computer-related facts wrong. <laughs> so and, I want to ask, like you mentioned, your wife gets annoyed at you when you talk about all the science things wrong. When you talk about the science or the computer things that get wrong, 
Did, does she always get annoyed at you? Because like I do that all the time. I'll be t- yeah. we were watching a new um, Free Guy. Oh, Ryan Free Guy! Ryan. I just watched that. Yeah, just <laughs> he's, watched he's that. A, <laughs> so David Effie, I don't think you've seen. I haven't right? seen it yet. He, he's a, real simply put. He realizes that he's a NPC in a you know what an NPC is like a non-player character like yeah. he's like a in a video player. game in a video yeah. game yeah I've seen and, the trailer yeah okay but they started talking <laughs> about code and programming and stuff like that and then at the end the guy is like smashing the servers I'm like that's not gonna do the job like I'm just listing all these computer like they don't have a backup data center either right <clears throat> and I'm like this is not you know I was like that's not how that works and my wife looks at me and goes honey did they get the geek stuff wrong I was like yes they did yes they, they did. <laughs> You got all the code yeah. stuff wrong. So okay, okay. Well, I'm gonna be watching that soon. So um, it's it's pretty funny, but it's it's not great. I mean, okay. it's got a it's got a lot of good laughs, but it's not perfect. <laughs> so War Games. When I first saw it, I didn't like it because a number of com- a number of computer facts were presented wrong. Just just some off the top of my head. Uh, the the modem noise was wrong. It was like and it really should have been like or whatever. You know. That you know is pretty minor, but but still it annoyed me because I knew it was wrong. But the I think the bigger one was he was war dialing from an acoustic coupler modem. For those that don't know, that's the kind of modem where you take the phone handset and you stick it in this device that basically has microphone and speakers and whatnot. And to war dial, you have to be able to dial the phone. Now theoretically, it could dial through I guess putting the DTMF tones to the to the phone handset, but there's no way to hang the phone up. To dial the you next literally number. had to hit the switch. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So because, yeah, exactly. So, so unless, it's fine if you're calling a BBS or something yeah. like that, but you would have to like You'd hang have up. to hit the hook switch. It would have had to have had, like to do what he did with it, there would have to be some kind of robotic thing that clicked the hook switch right. yeah. between every call. So anyway, the irony is uh, years later, I actually grew to like that movie because I realized <laughs> as, as wrong as they got some of the things in the movie – it has stood the test of time as being one of the most accurate hacker movies out there because all the rest of them are so absolutely terrible. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> terrible. Dave and I were talking about I can't this. watch a hacker movie. I'm like, no, <laughs> wrong. I'm not a security expert. I'm like, I know that's wrong. Uh, yeah. David and I were talking about this uh, the other day, and it's like, it's like, it's like, all of the hacker movies these days are people taking their hands and like waving them around a screen or something and like things just magically happen on the computer or they're just typing the, and it's always the GUI. There's never a command line. They're just typing as fast as they can on the keyboard and windows are just popping in and out and that's right. how they hack. You know, it's like, did, did nobody go to like even the most basic computer class before they wrote the script? It, I, I really like the Hollywood operating system or Hollywood OS. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> there's a firewall and a big skull and crossbow. Right. Comes yeah. Up and yeah. Like, do, do, do. Yeah. And I, I saw one the other day where uh, Leslie was watching one of her doctor's shows and they got a virus uh, that locked them out of all of their computers and every single computer in the hospital had this big like skull and crossbones and a bunch of text saying, you know, it was a... It was a uh, ransomware. Ransomware. And I'm like, uh, it wouldn't have worked that way. Like, I mean, it wouldn't take control of every single desktop. The server might have had like all the files be encrypted, but like... You know, I did, I'm sure they did that for dramatic effect. Of course, you of course. Know, to show, but but yeah, they they always get it wrong when it comes to computers. They dumb it down so much. I think a lot of that, though. I mean, I think you 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 kind of nailed it. A lot of that is simply for dramatic effect. They have to have something to get the audience engaged, and maybe that's why they got to move their hands around and hack. I don't know. 
Um, and a window but, with DOS and Linux, it, it ain't sexy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or a lot of times what I see, and, and, and you don't see this so much anymore, um, but you still do see it occasionally, is where it's the wrong operating system on the on the on a different computer. Like, for example, you'd, you'll see a, they'll, they're clearly, you know, working on a, on a, like a, 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 a Dell PC, but there's Mac OS running on it. Right. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. Or I recently saw a show that had a Tesla in it, and they got in, and you heard the, the noise of the engine starting, and then oh, like, yeah. revving up, <laughs> driving away. And I'm like... That seems like a really obvious <laughs> did the, like, like, the, the whole people, point of Tesla is there's no <laughs> yeah. combustion engine. You know? So, I mean, I, that was probably just an editing floor mistake. Um, but what, just, what else did you... What did you like about War Games? Because I that movie is very close to my heart. I love that movie. Yeah. I mean, in so many Matthew ways. Matthew Broderick. Well, um, the fact that he was war dialing, and that's something that the average person wouldn't understand, but they kind of explained it in the movie. Um, the fact that uh, they were using modems and terminals and... Um, the fact that they had, uh, um, I don't know, I'm trying to, the, actually, the, the, the scene with the payphone, I'm not sure if that would really work. I've heard conflicting stories on that. I know it wouldn't work with our payphones that we had here at that time because uh, they already had dial tones when you picked them up. They were a newer type payphone, but I've, other people have told me. Oh, where he does the thing with, with the, the uh, like the Coke the tab, the tab. Yeah, yeah. I, I I have heard conflicting stories on that, and you know that's that's one thing. I I actually hope to on the on one of the Geek Pub episodes um, uh, do a kind of uh, a payphone episode, yeah. and and and. So and if anyone so hasn't seen, I, the maybe movie. I'll figure that out, and we'll do it. We'll do an update to this at if, some time. If anybody hasn't seen the movie, he hacks a, a payphone right by unscrewing the 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 speaker from the payphone. Um, and takes a Coke tab, which was a little piece of metal that came off a, a Coke top, and placed it in there and screwed it back on. And then, well, he used or, it to or, conduct electricity to the ground of the. Yeah, uh, what I think the equivalent uh, of what he was doing was like the the payphone, you know, doesn't have like not all the features are exposed. Like some of the buttons and stuff don't actually work until you put the quarter in, right? Right. Um, on some old phones like that, and so I think the equivalent of is he was like hitting the hook switch. That yeah. he couldn't, he couldn't otherwise get to. It's basically right. like it thought a quarter had been put yeah. in there or something like that. And again, I'm not sure if that actually would work or not. That's something we need to investigate. I, like I said, I know it wouldn't work on our payphones yeah. uh, that we had here, but he was up in like a different state or yeah. something like that. Um, well, but I also like the scene with the uh, the little tape recorder where he recorded the DTMF tones and played yeah, them back. back. Uh, that would probably work in in most uh, circumstances. So mm -hmm. uh, I don't have a problem with that for sure. So okay, moving along. So yeah, let's let's in the interest of time move on to uh, like we, I think you, you had mentioned um, the expanse. Yep. And, yep. and maybe talk about how some science fiction shows ha have really. I mean, what I feel like have went out of their way to try to really get some yeah. of the science right. Now uh, the expanse does have some fictional uh, technology. Absolutely. Uh, but <laughs> absolutely. But when it comes to physics, uh, they tend to try pretty hard. I think to get get the physics right. Uh, so they don't have artificial gravity in the expanse. Uh, they, they, they get around this a number of ways. Uh, so if they're in orbit around a planet or just floating in space, they have to wear magnetic boots. And if they're uh, in flight, uh, their ships are actually designed so that the floors and whatnot are of the correct orientation that when the ship's engines are running and propelling, the, it's accelerating the craft at about 1G, they have gravity or the sensation of gravity from the acceleration. And then as they get about halfway to their destination, they stop the ship, everybody's weightless, they flip it around, and then they decelerate to the end point, and then they have gravity again the rest of the way. And so um, 
Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. And I've seen a number of episodes where gravity plays, or the lack thereof, plays an interesting role. Like there was one episode where there had a lot of injured people, mm-hmm. and they said your wounds won't heal in zero G, so they had to get them onto a ship that had a centrifugal uh, force so that they could get yep. some artificial gravity for those people's wounds to heal and a variety of other things like that. Yeah. I think The uh, Expanse is probably one of the only sci-fi shows other than maybe a little bit in Star Wars, but um, where the actual damage from a space fight mm-hmm. is actually portrayed properly and visible to everybody. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like when there's a hole breach, you see a hole breach. The air is blowing out of the ship. In <laughs> yep. fact, sometimes they decompress the ship before a battle so that they won't have to worry about yep. uh, about that kind of thing. Uh, which that's pretty neat. And then um, on Star Trek, of course, when there's a battle, the consoles just blow up. Yeah. <laughs> or, they, or they shoot lightning bolts out of them or something. Yeah, like, I don't know why a computer There's screen. so many Next Generation episodes where somebody is at a console or something, and there is blue lightning coming out, yeah. which yeah. looks like the exact same lightning from the Highlander movie, ah. where they, they, you know, they cut off the head and they take the other guy, Immortal's power. It was always blue lightning. That, there must have been, like, yeah. a company that just produced blue lightning special well, effects. It's Funny, so I actually watched a a, a, a podcast, a video podcast. I can't remember the name of the guy, but he does special effects work. <clears throat> and he actually talked about it. He, they were talking about Terminator 2. Mm-hmm. And he said at the time in, in the 80s and 90s that that's exactly what there were. Was There was a software package that did this one special effect, and that's all it did. And so that's why so many movies shared the same special effect is because they all bought that same software package. <laughs> right. <laughs> because remember, they didn't have like you know Adobe After Effects right. or anything. Yeah. Or uh, what's yeah. the what's the one they're using um, um, all the time now? It's um, the 3D animating software. Oh, I can't believe I can't remember the name of it. It'll uh, come Blender. Out. Blender. Blender. Oh, yeah. 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 So. <laughs> so yeah, that that's always something that's annoyed me, and it's in every. Well, I don't know about some of the like Discovery and whatnot, <laughs> but like all the classic Star Trek series, it's like a space battle. Your your consoles blow up. And, and and people die from it too. Like right, they're like, they're electrocuted or burned. It's like, do you not have safety mechanisms? Like, well, no, because have you ever seen a seatbelt on Star Trek? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and their why? chairs aren't even bolted to the floor. Why would a computer blow up from? You know, How much energy is going hole? into that thing? Like. I get the engines are going to have a, like, the engine, if you're in the engine room, something might explode or whatever because you're getting beamed, you know. Yeah, but out of the, like a, like a, a navigation panel like that shouldn't be anything more than an LCD screen with a something about like yeah, a Raspberry computer, Pi behind it. Yeah, and the computer <laughs> is somewhere else, like down yeah, in the central core, right. or the, the server room. If you yeah, will. so why would that blow up? Yeah, but, you know, and, and, and similar <laughs> effect in um, Star Trek the um, motion picture. There's V'ger's hacking the the, yeah. the Enterprise computer, like you know, like and we just said there's probably a computer core somewhere in the ship, uh, but Spock stops V'ger from hacking by just going over and smashing the keyboard on the console in the bridge <laughs> like like that would have anything to yeah. do with major hacking the computer which yeah. is that's about I, as bad as doctor who waving a sonic screwdriver at the screen of a tv which he's done or a, a computer screen yep. which he's done in several episodes like like there's any data there yeah <laughs> i mean, tried to rewatch um uh, star trek the motion picture the other day it's horrible it's horrible Put me right to sleep it's horrible 20 minutes i you know I what's out. funny i actually loved that movie when i was you know 12 years old or something like that and it's exactly opposite of David is with War Games. The older I get, the more I despise that movie. Yeah. I mean, I really do. It hasn't stood the test of time for a number of reasons. We could go into a whole podcast about that. 
But um, yeah, uh, what other movies uh, have gotten it right? I'm going to throw Stargate out there, the original Stargate, at, at least when it comes to the language thing. Um, I, yeah. I, as somebody who studied language, um, I really enjoyed that movie when it came out. And I was so disappointed when SG-1 came out that they just brushed it aside and, and, and no longer uh, dealt with the, the language issue anymore. And uh, yeah, so I, I liked that. Uh, what what uh, Can we think of any other movies or, or that have gotten... Well, I'll tell you one. Uh, well, of course, everybody knows 2001 A Space Odyssey, and mm-hmm. they got a lot of stuff right. But uh, the one I actually like better is 2010. And yeah, of course, it really has some, good movie. It has yeah. some fictional stuff in there, too. You know, they've still got the monolith and whatnot. But as far as, like, all the space stuff and all the physics mm-hmm. and whatnot, they get it all right. And uh, I like and where they're planning what they're going to do with the other ship. they got to use the other ship as a booster to move mm-hmm. their ship and get it on the right trajectory. Yeah. And they have a pencil floating in the air, and they're like, like to show how it's going to get knocked out yeah. and stuff like that. Because there's no gravity in the... The meeting and, and they did the arrow breaking, which at the time that movie came out had never been done before, but now it's commonplace. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, I, uh, yeah. I think the 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 remake of Battlestar Galactica got a lot of things right. Now I don't. I'm, I'm hold on. I can t- t- tell you a bunch of things they screwed up too. But but uh, you know, uh, Craig mentioned I think that um, the the. Battlestar Galactica itself, they were really worried about it getting hacked by the Cylons because that's what the Cylons did was hack. They are computers, so they yeah. hacked computers. So they actually air gapped the uh, the main computer. There was one computer was like the what was it the navigation computer? I can't remember what it was. There was one computer that Adama allowed to stay on the network, but everything had to be air gapped from it, so there couldn't be any cables or anything right. plugged into it, so, so that the Cylons couldn't get to it. Which would make sense, like, like they would have perfect wireless hacking for. Oh yeah, anything. absolutely. And, and I think absolutely. there is a, isn't there one episode where they do have to use wireless networking for something, and they they're immediately getting oh, yeah. by the silence. Oh yeah, right. and they and they're like really frustrated about having to do it because yeah. they knew what was going to happen. Except yeah. they have all those other ships that are in the, you know, ragtag fleet with them that are probably not Yeah, but they way. only communicate with those ships over uh voice. They Yeah, don't. but why aren't those ships getting hacked all the time? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I don't know. After the Earth got destroyed, they're like, we're shutting all this networking down. Like, everybody turn off your Wi-Fi. Like Steve Jobs, get up there. Everybody turn their Wi-Fi off. There's that one asshole in the plane, and it's like, damn it, now now the silence have hacked us. You left your cell phone on during the flights. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think um, that um, about wraps us up. We're at our our time today for this podcast. So... um, if you want to find us on video, we're on YouTube. Um, we are on all of the syndicated platforms. So you'll find us on uh, Spotify and Pandora and anywhere else you can find a podcast, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, etc. See you in the next podcast.